the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass it's monday night and it's time to get rowdy catch up on this week in arca and nascar with news and comment plus you never know who will stop by for a visit right here on the rowdy maglite show All right, it's Monday night style, guys, and helping me like every Monday and Thursday night. I got Chi-Town Mark on the road, and I got Kyle Magnum tucked away up there in PA. Welcome back, guys. Well, thanks so much, Rowdy. Yeah, we're uh, we're doing split duty the next couple days here. Uh, Rowdy will be in Nashville uh, with the NASCAR guys uh, in their banquet championship week. And all the festivities going with that. And then I'm on my way down to Pensacola, Florida for the beginning of Snowball Derby week. So uh, we got it all covered. If they're racing this week, we're pretty much going to be taking care of it or if it's racing related. So uh, come out, join us. Oh, check us out, come out. And uh, if you find Rowdy and I, we'll give you a hand. And uh, if you find Kyle, We'll give you a lot more because I don't think Kyle's going to be joining us. I wish he was. But Kyle, what you got to talk about this evening, our friend? Well, guys, I just, you know, like we were talking before, uh, just uh, no, uh, really nothing going on right now. Um, Turkey Derby uh, was over the weekend at Wall Stadium in New Jersey. Uh, Jimmy Blewett won the 150 lap tour type modified feature, and uh, they had their two nights. So, um, yeah, they got that done. And uh, I know the Turkey Night Grand Prix was at Ventura Raceway out in California, Logan CV1. So, uh, yeah, and that guy that, that guy named Larson, he won twice last week, too. He won the 360 <laughs> uh, sprint car races back-to-back nights, and he didn't. Finally, he finished the, uh, the USAC midget feature. He flipped on, on Wednesday night. He flipped. And then, um, I don't know what he did Tuesday night, but I know he won on his 360 back-to-back. And also the debut of Chase Elliott in a sprint car. So uh, that's kind of what was the, the you know, the thing during the, the, the break. And, uh, you know, uh, you guys have the Snowball Derby coming up this week. They already started pulling, the, or I saw on Rowdy's Facebook today they were pulling numbers. So I think they'll be doing that soon as well. Yeah, guys, that's uh that's a, this is a big weekend coming up with me at the banquet and uh, Mark covering the Snowball Derby, the first yes, part. And I'll be down there on Saturday, uh, Friday morning and Saturday and Sunday. But Mark's going to be able to go to Hooters for the free kickoff. And it, <laughs> it's been great at Beefo Brady's, and it'll be twice as good now with at the uh, Hooters location. So, guys, Mark, I'm looking forward to seeing some pictures and I've been to two pre-race, three pre-race events at Beefo Brady's, and it, it's uh, pretty intense, and everybody has fun, too. Yes, yeah. Um, it's a great way to kick it off. They'll, they'll have some drivers and other race celebrities involved with the kickoff party tomorrow evening at the Hooters at Pensacola Beach. Um, I think I'm going to go maybe a little early, and, uh, because Rowdy and well, Kyle, what happens is we get to the racetrack and 
don't go too many other places. So I'm going to take advantage of it. Watch the little bit of the National Seashore there. And, uh, uh, get some great pictures. Hopefully some interviews tomorrow night from the kickoff party. And then Wednesday we have great parking. And the drivers will probably be available, accessible. And, uh, I'm going to try to do my best Kyle Magnum imitation and uh, get some nicer interviews. Uh, some good one and two minute interviews that uh, we'll just share with you the whole winter long. Well, guess, uh, kind of some of the breaking news was. Uh, I didn't know you can impersonate me. I didn't, there's not much to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I need a I need a half burned up cigar. Uh, my hair all messed up, and uh, a nice pair of glasses. And you know what? I think I can pull it off, Kyle. I just see a bigger, taller, heavier version of you, my friend, with gray hair. <laughs> so one of the stories that kind of come out. Is uh, NASCAR coming to the fairgrounds, guys? You know, hopefully they've saved it from de- uh, de- being demolished for the soccer field. You know, everybody, hey, listen, I'm okay with yeah. everybody having their diamonds, Dang. but don't take my diamond to have your diamond. Let's all have diamonds together, right? I, I think it could be a beautiful piece of jewelry there, Rowdy. Um, we saw... Every time we go now, uh, the changes that are being made are, we go, wow, what the heck? Uh, And they keep plugging along, and uh, it will be interesting to see what they pull off and uh, how it works out. uh, It's going to be quite the the jewelry talent, I think, uh, once we get a rolling, guys. Well, you still got neighbors complaining that bought a house two years ago, and they didn't realize there's a racetrack in the neighborhood. And whose problem is that? So, uh, it's the same old, same old. We get it every time something like that happens. So, uh, luckily, I think in that area around here, Kyle, uh, that is the minority, the big minority. Most of the neighbors uh, like the fact that it's there. Uh, it generates quite a bit of income for the state and the city. So uh, let's see what happens here, guys. Time will tell. Well, you know, this track's been there for years, and I don't know of many people that probably still alive that's complaining that didn't know that track was there. If you did, <laughs> you got you know. If you bought, if you if you're still the one from the original before the track got there, you got a little say so. But if you bought it after the track got there, you ain't got no say so. Hey, listen, there's a lot of activity. Are you gonna quieten the dogs down? Are you gonna quieten down the soccer right. field? You gonna tell everybody right. after ten o'clock you can't clap, holler and scream for your soccer team? I don't know. Hey, at least we're moving in the right direction. I think NASCAR, with a banquet, has kind of brought that to the forefront. And 
you know, when you get to talk to these drivers like Byron Williams, it all William Byron, it comes right back to man, I think we need to be racing at the fairgrounds. I um, I, I just see at this point I, I have to see when they get the finish party put together with the stadium as parking ground uh, to see what happens. But uh, if I were the neighbors and NASCAR was coming back, I, I think I'd welcome it because I'd be throwing spots on my front lawn and driveway and anywhere else I could in my property. If people wanted a park to go to the racing, Well, hey, I think it's a great idea to keep both of them there. You you got something great. Just build off what you got there. You know what? They, they're even talking about not as many races. I mean, it, it, it's a deal if we don't race. If we don't race. 14 races a year and reduce it down. I'm just using that as a number 14 down to 10. Yeah, You guys are going to a warmer place. It's still cold up here. Rowdy, 
Yeah, you're going to the BRI show. They're awesome. I will have my lovely bride, Mrs. Shy Child, joining me. That will be her first experience. I hope she enjoys it. I think she will. There's just so much to see and so many people to talk to. It's a fun, fun event. I'm going to miss Kyle. I'm going to miss Rowdy. But I'll do my best, guys. Well, you know, if you're a hardcore motorsports guy, that that is a must-go-to event, you know. Uh, the reason I'm not going is because I'm not having the ARCA banquet there this year. It was really convenient to do both at the same time, guys. Also, it's so enjoyable. Uh, the banquet is and, and fun. And, yeah, it's just, it's just a great time, and I can understand that. I'm telling you what, look at those photos of Rowdy and Nashville this week, you guys. Uh, he's putting his tuckers on, and uh, he's going to be looking mighty fine, guys. Mighty fine. Yeah, so it, actually, this all kicks off Tuesday morning at 12 o'clock at the uh, Ryman P- the PB, PNB Ryman uh, Auditorium. Well, the the ARCA and the Our trucks generous. will be there. The ARCA and trucks will be there, and then down on Riverfront at Broadway will be the Cup cars and uh, the car of, of tomorrow. I think oh. all three, all three of them will be there. So hopefully we'll get to so get a little fun. close up of that. Then Wednesday night, guys. Hey. You, you got to pay attention. I'm going to be do, doing some TikTok lives uh, with the burnouts. And, uh, <laughs> Kyle, that's Ooh. like going into a cigar smoke shop there. <laughs> that tends to happen. An outdoor cubidor. So then on uh, Thursday morning at 9.45 starts, They'll start bringing out three set three drivers for 30 minutes until they reach the top 16. Kyle, I believe uh, Kyle Larson's in the. I think he's in the third set coming out. Well, Kyle, we have any questions for Rowdy to answer, Mr. Larson? I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I think I think what was important to me at least was the uh, the, the the final pit stop uh, at Phoenix. Um, I think that was really crucial because that that just set the whole entire first, you know landscape for the five team after that. Um, right. That was that. That was that. I mean, that last that last couple of things was how it was, you know. So, but uh, yeah, it's weird. So Kyle, you kind of define the championship and the changer, the changing moment in the ga- in the race was the final pit stop. I think so. Yeah, it had to be because uh, I mean they're running fourth, you get them out first, and then uh, you know crazy, you know that they just go out and he does what he does, he wins. So uh, yeah, right. um, I, I was, that was surprising for me at least. I didn't think they were going to win that race, but uh, they proved me wrong. 
Well, the band side came out of it with you, Kyle, that's for sure. And, uh, you've been keeping good tabs on uh, Kyle Larson for the past couple of seasons, if not longer. Um, from his dirt experience last year to uh, his cup championship this year, um, it's been a heck of a ride, hasn't it, Kyle? It has, you know. I, I never thought he would have won as many NASCAR races as he did. And then just going out on dirt and tearing it up there as well. So uh, it's been a really good year for that team. And, uh, you know, definitely one he's, he's probably not going to forget. You know, I'm not sure what next year is going to bring, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Right. Well, Kyle, Kyle you know, I, I kind of contribute his, this, this season to last season when everybody else was trying to struggle through COVID protocol. He just kind of went off to himself and raced in the dirt and it was real successful and had a lot of family fun with his family. Yeah, he did. And, uh, you know, a lot of racing in PA, a lot of big money events he took, and uh, no surprise there again this year. So, um, yeah, he's, you know, definitely likes coming here and racing here. And, you know, um, he's had a lot of success here on the tracks. And, Especially at Grandview. So, uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, yeah, it's been a, it's been a successful year, a couple last couple years, and now he's at where he wants to be. Well, uh, this just finishes it up, guys. Thursday night, he walks home with the check and the trophy, and uh, his name goes into the history book for being a champion. We've known a lot of good race car drivers that can't go home at night and think about being a NASCAR Cup champion, guys. No. There's a far few between and only a few selected. Uh, it was always, what was he going to do it? Well, he went out and he did it this year, and he did it with an explanation point. Um, but 10 wins, 11 and the All-Star race, how much money, Yeah, we're going to listen to the grandkids. Kyle Reddick, guys. Uh, Kyle, uh, anything you want to say before closing us out here, man? We're going to play Tyler. Um, well, that was fast. Um, yeah. Um, hope you have a good time tonight. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll, uh, we'll call it a night. I didn't, didn't think we were already time, but I guess it is. Well, I got a, we got Tyler's uh, 20 minutes here, Kyle. That's what I got, so. We're going. He's going. He's from testing on the new car tomorrow, guys. I, you know, it's a lot to be learned on that car. Yes, there is. Uh, and looking forward to seeing the race in the Coliseum from January, or no, in February, and the, the clash. Uh, it's been an interesting format from what we've seen so far, so it should be fun. But those big old cars on the 
mild press, guys. We don't want to get well, look, let me just go ahead and let's throw Tyler on and listen to him, and then we'll bring this to an end, okay? Sounds good, Rowdy. All right, guys, here's Tyler. Thank you. All right, thank you so much for coming in, Tyler. Uh, before we take media questions, I'm just going to open up. If you can just talk about your experience in the car the last day and a half and maybe compare it to what you felt on Sunday in the current car, uh, how you think this new car compares? It's been quite interesting. Um, I heard, you know, um, thanks to, you know, you guys in the media, I've been able to get hear the opinions of, of other drivers from other tests um, and their feedback. Um, you know, today's days you don't strictly talk too much to the drivers, so thankfully you guys have been able to kind of get an idea of what other drivers have had to say about it and um, kind of Based off that, um, you know what I what I've had the last day and a half was kind of not uh, not not exactly what I was expecting. Um, the car itself, um, speed-wise, certainly showing that it's got uh, you know it can go uh, crank out a faster lap time than our current than the current Cup car. But uh, the characteristics of it, um, what you need to do to like make speed, what you need to work on, um, quite surprising the amount of similarities that that I think it has to our to our current car. Um, for me, the only thing that really makes it feel different isn't even necessarily the the, the tire or the um, or the sequential transmission or the suspension really under it. It's just the difference between a an older, more complex, sloppier steering box and the steering rack that we uh, now have in this current car. I think that's really the the only thing that makes it drive different. Other than that, you're just still trying to do the same things, still trying to maximize brakes, still trying to maximize the limit of tire around the corner. So you know, it's just like throwing on a bigger tire on the current cup car that, that we have. It was surprising, really, how similar it feels. Great. Thank you very much. We'll open up members' uh, questions from the media. Please raise your hand uh, when I call on you. Please start with your name and affiliation. Bob, you can go ahead. You can go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it's a, it's a potential fix, I think, um, for us. I I personally didn't think it was that hot yesterday. Um, ran a lot of laps. Uh, when I take that in consideration, the consideration of the wear and tear from racing, a, a, a tough race in general the day before, I thought the heat in the car and how I stood up to the, te- to the day um, was very, very manageable. Um, I wasn't feeling my best going into the race on Sunday, so I knew I was going to, you know, it was going to be a, a hard race, and then to have that and then be back here on the very next day testing in the morning was going to be a tough turnaround. So I didn't think the heat was that bad, the you know the things that we're trying there. Uh, when we started this morning, I was I actually commented that I was cold, like I needed I'd start turning stuff off in the car. So I think it's a good solution for the races or the types of racing that, that create a lot of heat inside the car. It's great to know that that's going to work, but um, some of the things that, that we've done is just added downforce the car and um, I already feel like where we're at uh, we already have too much downforce on this car it's almost a little I would say it's easy to drive you're still driving the daylights out of it but you're not really having to manage the throttle a lot the more downforce you add um, you know the easier it's going to be to put the power down we're almost just just going right back to wide open throttle like you would in a street car accelerating from a from a stoplight so 
I don't want to see more downforce, but it's nice to know that we have some options in, in helping cool the inside of the cars off if, you know, it gets really hot at a super speedway or some of these mile-and-a-half tracks where you're racing in a lot of dirty air. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen any come through it yet. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's, you know, those are all, this is a testing environment, you know, and um, everyone's keeping a really close eye on the track. But, yeah, I mean, I guess a bird could go, I don't know, maybe a bird could go through there. I'm not really sure. I've, I've looked at it too much. I've been in the car. I can't really see it from where I'm at. But definitely cools the car off. If there was, there was, that was ever a concern, you know, NASCAR is certainly going to make sure that something like that wouldn't happen. Um, this this car's honestly came out pretty good, and I'm fairly happy with, you know, how, how it drives on the racetrack. You know, there's a few bugs that we got to work out, you know. Uh, but, but other than that, the car's been a lot of fun to drive, um, more fun to drive than, than the current car. Other questions? Go ahead, Jordan. Hey, we got a mic. Jordan Bianchi, The Athletic. Uh, Corey LaJoy was in here earlier kind of talking about some issues he had with steering and everything. Uh, any issues for you related to that? Yeah, I think all of us are having those issues. It's just something that um, today, this weekend, you know, this, this two-day test is something we can't resolve. Um, I, it's kind of a hard thing to, I don't know, we're in the process of trying to understand what exactly we need to do to fix it because um, as the teams change the cars and the rates uh, in the car, changing the suspension, the geometry, it kind of changes how or how much that issue is, 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 is you know, is affecting each team. But it sounds like pretty much everybody's got something like that going on. Um, yeah, right off the bat, I didn't really like the sensation of it. It's kind of hard to – it pretty much feels like having no power steering on the, the oval. But um, it, where we're at this weekend, and we kind of just have to compromise because if we make it uh, soft enough on the, on the oval, I'll, I'll be like driving, a, driving a, a bus in the infield. I won't have any feel in the steering wheel. So it's something that will get eventually worked out. It's just uh, we didn't have a, a fix here with us today that um, – or this for this two-day test that we could try, I mean, and and two, it's a very lengthy change. We'd lose three, four hours trying to, you know, fix that. I believe so. It's something we've just decided to just live with for for these two days. I'm even less mechanically inclined than Bob. Um, so can you explain to me in layman's terms what this is going, what is going on? I mean, it's, I don't know if you've ever, if it, for those that have driven cars without power steering, it kind of is like has the sensation of just like. Uh, you know, power steering going away. Um, for, for also some of us that have that have done this, even I've done it. You know, when you're parallel parked and you're trying to turn the wheel, but the wheel won't turn. You're like, oh, I don't know why the wheel's not turning when it's stuck on the curb to your left or to your right. It's kind of like that too. Just really hard to turn the wheel. Um, it's just because of how much load, uh, you know, is getting sent through through all that stuff on the oval. Alex. Um, Alex with the Charlotte Observer. Thanks, Tyler. Uh, so, how many laps have you clocked so far? How many more do you plan to do, roughly? Like I have no idea. I, <laughs> I know we did a lot. We done more than anybody else yesterday. Uh, I don't know about today yet. We had a couple of hiccups. We we honestly had a couple of delays yesterday, and probably should have ran 20, 30 more laps. Caution falling at the wrong times. So, we did a lot of laps yesterday. I know we did more than anybody else. Um, today, I don't know. We we probably be right there doing the most again. I don't know what the number is, but. I feel like it was in the, I don't know, around 70-something yesterday. I don't know. We did a good number of laps. 
And then for you, what's kind of the biggest concern point? Is it the power steering? Is it the heat in the car? What, what do you feel like? And, and do you need to make any major adjustments at this point? Has that been the sort of the feedback to your team of like, we need to make some major switches or do you feel pretty good with where it's at right now? Uh, no, the heat in the car, um, heat's not a problem um, here. Uh, I was at the Daytona test, didn't drive obviously, but got to really you know, I got to poke my head in the car as, as Austin came off the racetrack from those 30 lap runs, and it was extremely hot in there. So I think the things they've come up with um, there and, and using here and having us mess or experiment with here is something good for the, you know, for events like that where it gets really, really hot in the car. You know, when you're in the gas that long, just the, the temperatures rise from just the, the, the temperature of the exhaust and all, the, all that you know, all that tubing just, just glowing as you're in the gas for long periods of time. Um, but the, the heat isn't a problem here. Um, I almost think we're, we could get the cars a little bit too cold. For Well, I don't know if too cool is ever a bad thing, but I don't want it to be, you know, feeling like it's 70 degrees in there. Um, it needs to still be challenging. Uh, the power steering issue is not really an issue. I'd say probably my biggest, my biggest concern that I've voiced is just making sure we if anything, take downforce off the cars. I think they already have too much to pinpoint of, of that. And some of the things that we've done for cooling have also helped add downforce. And I don't, I mean, you would think as a driver, you want your car to drive better, but you know, I don't, I don't want it to be uh, so much downforce to the point that we kind of have, you know, get back to the, to the wide open racing that we see at the, at the 550 package on a lot of these mile and a half with this car on, on even shorter tracks. So we need less downforce. That's just my big concern. Uh, Brett Baldeck with Fox 46 Charlotte. Luckily, your team painted up a really nice car for you, even though it's testing. So we get a better idea of, of what the Camaro will look like physically. So what are your thoughts about the race car in, in relation to what it looks like with a street car? I'm not sure if you own an actual Camaro or not. Yeah. And also, if you think fans, big fans of you, will bring back that mentality of win on Sunday, buy on Monday. Yeah, no, it's it's been kind of fun ever since I got in the Cup Series. I've I've owned a literally the a Camaro Z01 1LE. I don't get to drive it as much. You know, I drive a uh, pickup truck that Chevy's been nice enough to give me because, um, you know, that's not really, it's a street car, but it's, you know, not the most sensible thing to put 200 miles on a day when you're driving all over the place doing a bunch of things. But uh, I think there is, there, you know, resemblance-wise, really, really, I, I like the, the characteristics, the body lines. Um, furthermore, I guess, you know, that comparison is, is nice to see it get closer to that. For me, though, you know, I'm more of a liking the quarter panel being shorter, um, you know, a wider tire underneath us, wishing we had more po more power. I wish, you know, I wish we were we had 750 horsepower, or I think it's 650. Well, I guess we're right at the same number of, of horsepower that the ZL11 LE has uh, on the street. But I wish we had a little bit more power than that in this car right now. Uh, but it it looks more like more like the street car, you know. Um, at some point down the road, you know, street cars, I'm sure will go, you know, I'm sure Camaros and, and, and some of the GM line will go to single lug wheel uh, nuts. But, you know, I think it's a, a cool step, new direction. We, we needed to kind of break away and get to something more modern on the wheel side. So everything I've seen of the car I really like. It's, um, I mean, but seeing it on the track, I've been in it, so I really haven't seen much of it. Just a couple of videos and photos from my friend Justin Wapham, who works at RCR, who's been sending me some stuff. So I've been in it and not really been able to see it too much. Mike? Hey, Tyler, back here. Mike Solarte, Spectrum News 1. You talked about the downforce being your biggest uh, biggest concern in terms of how the car drives. Are you, are you learning more about the car running the road course test as opposed to 
on an oval test where, I mean, most of the tracks on the schedule are uh, not road courses, even though there are a lot more road courses. Are you getting more out of this test over the last two days? I certainly think so. Um, even though this is a road course, there are adjustments that you'll make here that you'll apply to other short tracks um, and other, other, other tracks as well. Yeah, steering-wise, we're set up for, an, for the road course, but uh, we're getting a good idea of what the loads look like on the oval for our side, starting to brainstorm and come up with ideas. When we come back and test here on the oval, we'll have a better idea of what we need to do. So um, I think it's, a, you know, I'm, we're learning more, I think, from this test here on the road course than the oval. But when we come back here to do that test, I could be completely wrong. Um, but, but I think we're definitely learning a lot today. So um, it's been a good test for us so far. Dustin? Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Uh, Tyler, Corey LaJoy in here earlier was, talked, was asked about the, the shifting, and one of the things that he made the point of is he says he thinks it takes a little bit of the craft away that like somebody like Almonding or a Byron. Yeah, it does. Um, can you, what, how, as somebody who finished second the other day, what were you able to do? What, how does that change well, for you? Well, I mean, um, there's, there's less moving parts back there, if you will. Um, you know, we don't have ridiculously long and and you know archaic suspension under our car you know we, we've gotten rid of you know we've ran truck arms on the current cup car i mean since the 50s and there's no car out there even today that that, that still has truck arms so um when you have suspension like that 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 we've polished and polished on on for for literally like half a century um we made a lot better, but there's still a lot can go wrong whenever you do make a mistake, miss a shift, um, hit the brakes the wrong time, you know, miss, a miss your blip, don't rev match it properly, uh, apply too much brake pressure too late in the zone. You know, you have that wheel hop, and when you when you lose it, you lose it big. With these cars, you know, you you do push it right to that limit still, but when you step over it, you don't fly off the racetrack or fly off the you know fly, blow through a chicane like you would with. Uh, the current car that we have. So I think that's what he means. Um, you're still trying to maximize it and, and never want to step over the edge um, and, and pay that penalty. But the penalty is certainly less, so drivers will be able to become more aggressive with it. And, uh, you know, I think everyone will kind of get we'll, – we'll definitely take a step up in getting better and not making the mistakes we've kind of grown to, to see in the Cup Series at road courses with wheel hop. It's just it's going to go away because wheel hop really won't be a factor like that. And, and, and you've talked about um, all the effort that you put into the road courses going into the season and, and the payoffs that you've seen. So all that work, does that still transfer over to make you a better road course driver with this vehicle, or is, was some of it a, a step back? Yeah, all of it has. Um, saw it right away yesterday. I was kind of wondering the same thing. I was like, man, I hope that's the case. And the way we took off and the way we've been both days so far, certainly, it's, it's all applied. Um, and I kind of, beginning, like I, I kind of mentioned it and talked about it, is that didn't know how much different it was going to be on the road course. You know, um, Chevy has a great simulation program, got to do some, some initial shakedown, if you will, of what it was going to be like, and it was very close to a sim. And, and furthermore, um, you know, it was just surprising how, with all the things that are different, you're still kind of doing the same things as a driver. Your marks are just moved around a little bit with, with better tires and a different, you know, different geometry and different suspension. So um, it's been good. Thank you very much for your time today, Yeah, Tyler. thank you, everybody. Oh. Have a good day. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. We had one more. I missed that. Sorry.
Sorry. Nate Ryan, NBC Sports. I just have a couple. I had Tyler from yesterday. Um, Kyle Larson said that he thinks you're the best under breaking uh, on road courses in the Cup Series right now after his win. He, he went out of his way to kind of compliment you. I'm wondering, where do you think that comes from? Um, how did you get so good at, at being good at breaking on road courses? Uh, I wish I could give you some grand, you know, crazy story, but it was just, just hard work. Nothing, no secret, no nothing. Just, it was my worst thing. I was absolutely terrible on the brakes when I came into asphalt and NASCAR racing. I mean, it was, it was a disaster making the corner, making the pit box, whatever, whatever it was. I was terrible at it. And a year ago here, I was getting beat by people by at least two or three car lengths into those chicanes. It was terrible. Like I, lit, Harvick literally ran me over and, and knocked almost knocked his radiator out because I was having a, I didn't know what to do in the braking zones and I wanted to fix that and. The team got behind me, and we went to work, and, you know, they helped me become better. And it's really nice to see in one year's time it go from being so bad to so much better. So it's just work, and that's what we're here doing today, too, working on things to try and be better for when this car rolls out next February. Or, yeah, I guess it was February when we go to the LA Coliseum. So, yeah. Right on. Uh, and then secondly, also yesterday, you were very contrite about the incident with William Byron, but I'm wondering, one – did you have a chance to look at that again, and do you still have the same feelings? And two, like, um, does it change the way you'll race now over the next four races? Um, and I guess I ask in part because it's, it seemed like, I don't know, I, 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 it was a class move by you to apologize, but I thought, like, you were kind of squeezed a little bit there by Larson on the inside and, and you know, uh, Byron on the outside. It seemed like you were in a tough predicament there, and you're going for your first win. Um, it seems like you have as much right to some of that real estate, you know, regardless of playoff driver or non-playoff driver. I, I definitely, he definitely gave me real estate. Both of them did. Um, I had, I had plenty of room there. I just made a mistake. Um, you know, as we were, as, um, you know, I just, we were talking about a little earlier, you know, um, someone may be able to slow down a little bit more deeper in the braking zone than you can. And, Old Tyler, you know, would freak out, stomp the brake pedal, wheel hop, go flying off the racetrack, you know, have to do a stop and go and lose like 20 spots. So um, in that moment, I just by working harder at it, I got better in the braking zones. But unfortunately, I made a mistake trying to be as close as I could to William, and he was slowing down more than I could. If I, if I hit the brake any harder, I was just going to end up wheel hopping and probably hitting him even harder than I did. So just a mistake. Been, got, been getting a lot better. Feeling like I'm, you know, a lot better in the braking zones, but there's still only so much you can do with what you have. And, um, you know... I never really have been in quite a situation like that where the cars, the car in front of me that, that I've bumped into is that unstable already in the back to go flying off the track. So it's certainly something to keep in mind when we go to Martinsville and we go to Phoenix and we have some more races here coming up where, you know, you're going to be really right on the guy's bumper ahead of you, have that option to, to lay a little bit of a bumper to him. So it's good to, well, I, I hate to say that it's, it's a learning experience that I will definitely apply to these next four. We won't have a road course again, but um, we're going to have some opportunities at the short tracks where, you know, that's going to be in the back of my mind, making sure that, you know, okay, when I was here, similar speeds, I, knocked, I sent a guy flying, you know, through, through a chicane. So, you know, to be more careful in, the, in that situation the next time. All right. Now, thank, thank you. For thank you, guys. Have a good day. Appreciate it. Kyle, that's going to be uh, some days when they hit the Coliseum. That's going to be one race, man. It's, I don't think I think you're right when you say it's going to take a couple of races down the road after Talladega to get 
to come to some kind of conclusion on this. It's definitely going to take some time. Uh, that's just, you know, it doesn't matter <clears throat> what car it is, you know, if it's a Gen 4, the COT, whatever. Um, it's definitely going to take some time. You know, we'll, we'll have to, you know, field out for a few races and see how they go and see who catches on really quick, you know. It'll kind of give us, kind of see where the measuring stick is. Well, one thing about it, pretty much everybody's going to be on equal footing. And we got Mark back. We'd lost Mark for a few minutes. Uh-oh. Pit stop, guys. Sorry. A necessity. Sorry I lost you. That's all right. Uh, you're headed. Where you at? Where's, what's your location there, Mark? I'm a little bit north of uh, Bowling Green on Interstate 65. Uh, I'll probably be in Nashville in about an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, within an hour and 25 minutes, I should be through Nashville, I'm hoping. And uh, on my way into Alabama. And that 300 miles run from the border to exit 69 to get me south to Pensacola, Florida. Well, I don't know what it looks like Friday morning. <laughs> you will? You will. Uh, there is uh, a plentiful amount of uh, uh, gas station at 295 Rocky. So uh, I know that will come in handy for you if you head to the Nashville. Yeah. All right, well, Kyle. How are you? How's Kyle doing? I'm looking forward to meeting Kyle next year at the Derby. I'm looking forward to meeting Kyle in a lot of different races next year at Rowdy. Uh, he truly is a lot of fun to hang with at the racetrack. I uh, can hardly wait to be able to do that again. and uh, uh, Give him grief about smoking those stogies and leaving the butts all over the campsite. <laughs> Well, we kind of got a, a game plan. Uh, Kyle's kind of got his 20 races. Chi-Town's got his 20. I've got my 20. We combine them together with 60, and then we sprout off of that. Like we went, when we went to Pocono, we went to two races, and I think Kyle's got a couple more he wants to take us to while we're there. So when you when you start doing shaking all those out, it goes back to, we're probably going to be covering over another 100 races this year. Easily. Well, we, uh, we've hit, uh, as of this count, Marty, we're uh, over 130 events. Uh, I think let's throw in the, the banquet and the BRI show and the Derby weekend. We're probably up to 140 events that we've covered. So, uh, if you're looking to get some exposure, Oh, who did you get it from? Oh. Well, you take Kyle, Kyle covering PA and the uh, dirt, and you in the Midwest, and me on my side down the South, guys. That's that's got us everything on this side of the Mason-Dixon line. It's uh, it's, it's worked out. Uh, 
sorry to sound off the about the rally crowd in August 2016. <laughs> we got gadgets and gadgets going out. It was so much fun, Rowdy and I had. A uh, couple of years ago, Polka, you know, Rowdy and I ran into somebody who thought uh, they enjoyed us and joined in on that fun. And uh, along came Kyle, the stand band actor. So, Kyle, we're so glad you're on here with us. Uh, you make us so much better. You make us sound smarter than we are, uh, especially with this new thing of social media computers and the whole world. Well, guys, I've got a Christmas tree. I got to get get up and get going. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Wow. Well, so. Drop ahead. I don't know what we'll get up, but those three gang kids of yours here, Indiana Dunes National Park. T-shirts coming their way when they come our way. So, Merry Christmas to them all. Merry Christmas to Kyle and you, Rowdy. But we can say it again. I don't think we're going to have a show Thursday night because this could be busy, Rowdy. Well, we got stuff going on all week, guys. This is what, yeah. what I wanted to say. Kyle, what you got to close yeah. us out here tonight? Because I got, I got a few things I want to say before we get out of here. Mark? <laughs> God. Mark, you, you go right, ahead and give Rowdy. yours, and we'll, we'll talk Kyle back into we'll, it. We'll track Kyle down. Um, there's not that many events that really get myself revved up any longer after 50-plus years of attending racing, Rowdy, but there's those special events every season. And um, I said it before, I'll say it again. If that lovely bride of mine, the answers, that's it. You get one week in the year for a race. It possibly would be the Soul Derby because with the exception of the only being asphalt, you pretty much get everything you want to see on the racing end. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm going on uh, adrenaline right now. I can hardly wait to see you Friday. But I'll be talking with Rowdy. We'll be doing some shows from the... Well, the banquet, it sounds like. So, uh, Kyle, Rowdy, I think we'll do that show on Monday night and finish off the season. And until then, that light's going to be shining bright, bright, bright. We'll see ya. All right. What about you, Kyle? Yeah, not, not a whole lot going on. Um, just, uh, like I said, it's kind of cold here. But, uh, you know, getting getting uh, this, the holidays coming up, I know that'll be big. And December's coming soon, so I um, hope you guys have a good time at the Snowball Derby, and uh, we'll talk to you on Thursday. All right, Kyle. Thanks, Make sure you Kyle. tell your mom, mom hello and hope everything's going all right, my friend. All right, guys. Good old Kyle. Hey, listen, we work hard for this moment, and this is our week. I'll be at the banquet for two, three days. Full coverage. You don't know what time. It starts at 12. 
during the afternoon and we'll work on through and then Thursday night it's going to start early and go into late and then we'll roll in. Mark's got stuff going on Thursday, uh, Tuesday night from all the way down in Pensacola, Florida from Hooters. Probably bet Kyle will probably no. be able to smell the chicken wings up there in PA. Splitting ourselves up and calling multiple events, but it's just the two of us plus Kyle covering the uh, the studio and the home base for us, so we couldn't do it without Matt either. Uh, That's right. Very Christmas, right. Ella, Parker, and Emerson. I'll give them a hug for me, Rowdy. Hug to Lynn and a big hey to her. And, uh, that cowboy brother of yours, Mr. Rock. All right, guys. Hey, just stay tuned all week. And Kyle's probably mad. Days, Kyle's, Kyle's going to be mad in the, <laughs> the board while we're out of town. So uh, hopefully uh, y'all join in and follow us on YouTube and Facebook and TikTok. TikTok. Thanks, Rowdy. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Oh. Thanks, guys. Big week. Thanks, Kyle. Big, big week. Thanks, Gage. Be good, Kyle. Give me a shot later. <laughs>